welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 2, Episode 8? No, not even close, dude. <laughs> Fuck. What, what's the episode? I, episode we've been a dog so long. Scooby-dooby-doo, dooby-doo, dooby-dooby. Too many dudes. This is kind of like Part 2 of the last episode. Almost. But I, th- I think yeah. it's 6. I think it's 6. We'll find out when we post the episode. I can't believe I... <laughs> That's not going to be accurate. What? Oh! Be... Yeah. Uh, this is part two of our Scooby-Doo review. Um, but first, um, I am your host. Uh, woof, woof. Someone turn up the heat. This is Hot Dog Denali. Yeah. And I'm your toast, Ryan. It's not dog themed, man. What? <laughs> but it rhymes with what you say. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm the hostest with the mostest. No, man, it's supposed to be Dr. JC Do. I couldn't we're think of anything of... dog themed. Yeah, we're off to a blazing start. Okay, let's just let's 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 just take a step back for real quick. Okay. You know, I'm hot dog Denali, you know, kind of like uh, the food, but kind of playing it. Mm-hmm. Playing oh, okay. it up I get it, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 hot Denali the dog. Uh, that's that's you're closer you're closer that was that is an improvement uh jace you got anything for me i'm the hot dog no you can't be hot dog too man you can't all be hot something i can't think of anything after you said hot dog okay okay let's let's help jace out a little bit ryan um right okay word association yeah, word association. So, so Jace, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we say hot dog? No, it doesn't have to hot be hot dog. dog. No. It's just to put hot dogs outside the Corn room. dog? Ooh! No, just, you know what? Okay, I'll, you know, I'll allow that. Jace, I'm the corn be... dog Jace. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Now, Ryan, let's workshop yours. You're 50% there. Okay. I'm the so, corn hole. That's another word association in the wrong direction. You gotta give mm. me something. Give okay. me something, dog. Give me a dog. Um, the, um, the corn husker. Ooh. Don't want to get near me. That's, that's, I will mistake you for a corn cob and I will husk you. Yeah, that's close enough. All right. Um, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, this is our Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed review. Um, I'm very excited Rawr. to dip a toe back in <laughs> to the Scooby-Doo universe. Uh, we thought we were done with it until the, the Wheel of Chaos dipped us back in to the Scooby-Doo universe. Um, have you guys immersed yourself at all? Have you guys been kind of looking into Scooby-Doo lore now that you're kind of um, in that wheelhouse? I wrote a bunch of fanfics. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anything Anything we can share on air? Uh, no. God, no. Absolutely, absolutely not. Um, so I wrote the fanfics that'll make you money. Uh, yeah, we'll I already. We'll, we'll have to bleep out the next like five minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, to test you guys uh, with your Scooby Doo knowledge, I pulled up a little little quiz here, and I figured we can kind of work through this together. Um, and I'll just create like a game. You know, uh, maybe maybe I'll put this between you and Ryan, um, okay. and then you know we'll see who kind of who kind of wins uh, with their Scooby Doo knowledge. Does that sound good? Yeah. Cool. So let's 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 roll through this. Okay. So this is from uh, HowStuffWorks.com. This is a Scooby Doo quiz. Um, so first question. Okay. They really branched this, out. This isn't this this is an easy one. Who owns the Mystery Machine van? Shaggy's uncle, 
Daphne's father or Fred's mother? Uh, J- Ryan, do you have? I'll let you answer first. What are the options? Jackie's uncle, Daphne's father, Fred's mother. Oh, that's an uncle van if I've ever seen one. I'm going with C, Fred's mom, because they're loaded. Okay. Um, you are both unfortunately wrong. That is, is Daphne's father's uh, van. Are you kidding okay. me? Oh, Rock Daphne's book. rich too. Yeah. yeah she, oh, why would rich people have a shitty van? First car? That's not a bad van. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty sweet um, okay. van. Who is Norville Rogers in the Scooby Doo universe? I know. One, Fred's uncle. Two, Shaggy's real name. Or C, or three, I guess I was numbering him. Uh, the show's creator. Say it again. Say it again. The second one. Uh, oh. I know this one. Why did? Why do you have him guessing? Why, why are him you giving your be... answer, man? You just got to, you know, matter. just give me. Because okay. him guessing shouldn't be worth the same amount of points as me actually knowing the real answer. Ace, what is your answer? B. Damn it. Okay, you both get one point. Um, okay. Yeah, it's Shaggy's real name, if you didn't know that. Norville Obviously. Rogers. I actually uh, read that trivia a day ago, but would not have remembered it. <laughs> true or false, the voice of Shaggy, DJ Casey Kasim, Kasim in, insisted that Shaggy become a vegan in recent years. You know what? This is an easy true. True for both of you guys? Ooh. Yeah, true. Both of you guys are doing true. Um, that's, a, that's, that's false, actually. Was um, it Matthew because- Lillard? The the, uh, the 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 correct answer they said is Kaysen requested that Shaggy become a vegetarian because he himself is one, not a vegan. Um, oh, pretty fucking so stupid both question. You guys are uh, you got me. <laughs> you okay. fell for the oldest blunder in the book. So uh, I request both, that Shaggy become an Episcopalian. Both you guys are sitting at one point. Next question: oh. the original incarnation, the original incarnation of Scooby Doo premiered in what year? Okay, this is going to be an easier one. 1971, oh. 1968, or 1969? Actually, shit, these are all really close. Okay. <laughs> it's, in the, it's one of the 60s, for sure. I'm going to say 68. I was going to say I'll, 68. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, 68! Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Fuck it, 1969. It is yeah, in the 60s, to... though. I, I also know that it's in the, in the 60s. Okay. Jace, you are correct. It is 1969, uh, the year that Hanna-Barbera Productions first created the now-famous original cartoon. Uh, Jace is at two. Ryan is at one. Oh, I, didn't, I kind of forgot that we're keeping track. <laughs> it's okay. I got you guys. Uh, next question. What was Scooby's name in the original concept pitch? Um, A, too much, two, Rolf, or three, Scabby. Scabby is challenging. Uh, the first one. Too much? Ace, you're, put, you're holding up two fingers. You, you, you're voting Rolf? Yep. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Ryan, you're correct. Uh, I actually knew that one. Too much do? It's, <laughs> too much. I, that's a really... His literal name was too much. It's like a racehorse. That's kind of like the idea. It's like it's oh, weird, funny gotcha. Yeah, hey, racehorses have all those weird names. Um, okay, so you guys are two and two right now. Uh, next question. What shows helped inspire the original idea behind Scooby-Doo? Uh, a, the many loves of Dobie Gillis, B, the Archie Show, or C, both of the above. What? That's it's a cop out. Or you got to take C, yeah, right? Cop out. Are you both? No, both I'm going with. The, I'm going with. I'll just go with the second one then. Yeah, because remember, yeah. the person who wrote this is is a tricky bastard because they tricked you with the vegan thing. So, um, okay, Ryan, you're doing B. Yeah, I'm Case going with C? all of the above. I don't. Okay, 
Let's see here. Jace, you are correct. All of the above. Suck my dick! Suck my dick! <laughs> Sorry. It's a weird energy to bring to a Scooby-Doo quiz, Jace, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. Um, what are we at? 3-2 three, three, now? Yeah, we're at 3-2. Um, next question. True or false? Scooby's original breed was a sheepdog. T or F? False. I mean, at this point, I'm, yeah, I'll go with true, because I, I have no idea. Okay, Ryan's true, Jace is false, Ryan is correct with true, Scooby was both a German Shepherd and a Sheepdog at various times before they settled on a Great Dane. You're three and three, neck and neck, you guys. So wait, wait, I want to ask a question. Did that, did that true or false question answer just state that he was two different types of dogs originally before settling Uh, on a Great Dane? Yes, at various times. <laughs> so doesn't that make the true? <laughs> the the quiz says uh, true is correct, Jace. So I'm gonna have to go about, go off of this. No, no, no. I'm um, okay with the true answer. That that's fair. It's just you're gonna have to take it up to howstuffworks.com. Uh, next question. Let's let's try to roll through these because there's there's a couple. Yeah, of there's these a here. lot apparently. Okay. I want to make our own Scooby Doo adventure. Okay. We're, are we three and three right now? Yes. Tiebreaker. Game okay, seven, so maybe. Let's do first to five. How many fucking seven? questions are there? What's, what's game seven? How first to seven? No, game seven is how the four. NBA finals work, or f- the if, hockey. If there's there's seven games and first to four, so it's three to three right now. And game seven is like the you greatest thing that can happen. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to let a contestant dictate how I should run my show. I'm gonna do first to five. Okay, you think question. these like billion dollar, uh, you know, companies don't know how to get the most views? What Frank Sinatra song supposedly inspired the theme song from Scooby-Doo? Uh, a, That's Life, B, Strangers in the Night, or C, New York, New York. Don't sing it, guys. I know you want to. We're going to hit with a DMC. Strangers in the Night. Do, 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 do. Strangers in the Night. Yeah, I'm going with Strangers in the Night, too. You are both correct. Let's go! Um, at the end, inspired the famous song... So you guys the same answer as Chase every time. Scooby Dooby Doo. Wait, didn't he sing he that, song that song in the movie? The movie. Yeah, the Yo, movie. smart. It's a great scene. All right, next. Um, uh, we're coming back to it. Well, next question. What was the name of the first Scooby cartoon? We are in sudden death. First person to five here. If one of you guys gets it, <laughs> or if you guys just cop out and both pick the same thing again, we're going to move to the next question. I've got a shitload. Um, the name of the first Scooby Doo cartoon. Um, A, Scooby-Doo, where are you? E, Scooby-Doo slash Dynomutt Hour. Or C, Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? B. Fuck, that seems like the obvious choice because they were idiots in the 60s. <laughs> uh, C. You're both wrong. It was. The answer is A, Scooby-Doo, where are you? The obvious one. I so, thought that was third. Same answer as well. Okay, you guys are still in sudden death. I've got like 40 more questions, so we are well, good for tiebreakers. Let's roll them. Uh, next one. Shaggy took part in which activity at his high school? A, track team, B, basketball team, or C, wrestling team? Wrestling. wrestling. C, yeah. I well, see. you guys are picking wrestling. We're both wrong. Oh. The correct answer is A, track team. Are you kidding me? The dude's running all the time, man. I He's got the I... best fucking... 40 meter dash and of all of I thought I saw it. I, yeah, I, I thought I remembered him wearing a singlet in an episode. Mouse, yeah. Well, he probably did at some point. Uh, in addition to being a gymnast, Shaggy was also on his high school's track team. We're learning a lot about Scooby Doo today, which yeah. is why I wanted to play Let's this. Let's keep it rolling. 
Yeah. Next tiebreaker question. We are still in sudden death. Both of you guys are worthy competitors. Yeah, we're hitting um, fly balls. What is Velma's last name? A. Dankly. B. Dinkly. Dinkly. C. Dinky. It's Dinkly. B. Dinkly. Both of you guys are picking the same fucking answer again. No risk right, taken here, folks. Right answer. It is the correct answer. It says, pay attention and you'll know that Velma's last name is Dinkly. She even looks like a Dinkly. Right. <laughs> That's kind of a shot at Dinkly's. Uh, the next what does question, that mean? What is the name of Scooby-Doo's nephew? Scrappy-Doo. A, Scooby-Dum, B, yeah. Scrappy-Dum, or C, Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, we don't have to do this one. Jace, what is your answer? Scrappy-Doo. He's in the first movie. Let's go. We're both correct. Okay, Ryan, I'm the host here. Tenali's the teacher that's giving the questions at the end of the quiz that are for the dumb dumb idiots. <laughs> Extra okay, credit. This next, this next one might be a Ryan question. What kind of animation was the original Scooby-Doo cartoon? A, uh, cut and paste cell? animation, B, stop motion animation, or C, cell animation? So It was stop motion. Wait, what was B? I think it's cell. Cut and paste, stop motion, or cell? I'm going to go with stop motion just because of the backgrounds but i don't know what any of those are is that your final answer yeah i want to lose ryan is correct with cell animation like all kinds of early animation scooby-doo was hand-drawn at individual sheets of acetate called cells ryan you are crowned as the scooby-doo trivia champion you know most about scooby-doo you fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> you idiot look at this dinkly over here what a dinkly I won, but I lost because now they can make fun of me for knowing things. Jace, you get the other crown of being invited to parties and being a general cooler guy. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that went longer than I expected. You guys were neck and neck for, for a while there. Jace, do you wanna, did you want to do a choose-your-own-Scooby adventure? That seems like it would be a great three-person improv. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't no, know good. how we'll do it. So... Are we about to do improv again? Because, okay, our improv episodes are asking a lot of our audience. And we just did an improv episode last Scooby-Doo, but I guess since we're it's doing it... It's asking a lot me. of us and our editor. It could not be... I just... I don't know the best method to build our own Scooby-Doo adventure. It could be a yeah. question to each of us, like, what would you haunt? You know... Oh. Or, or come up with a fictional place. It doesn't have well, to be us would... acting it out. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fun. Let's we do can just dis discuss. What would you do? Yeah. What would you Scooby do? <laughs> okay. This if could I be a little, Scooby little did segment. Adventure. How much Scooby would Scooby do do? If Scooby do could do do. <laughs> okay. What we're if we're thinking about our own Scooby do adventures. Mm -hmm. Are we thinking about if we were a Scooby do criminal? Yeah. What for kind sure. of tax fraud would we commit because it's always some dude dressing up as like a crazy like pterodactyl monster to lower the property value of like something he's trying to buy or some shit hmm. that's hmm. a good question because like, i think these scooby-doo writers have to come up with this like on a weekly yeah. basis yeah they do they have to have a rational reason to their credit like you know they're kind of doing that whole like you know being a, a critic or a skeptic of these kind of outlandish claims um they have to create like a plausible reason why these ghosts are appearing so, like, you know, if I had a really good Hollywood-esque, like, makeup and effects department at my disposal, I could see myself going into, like, an office building that I worked at maybe, like, once a month and just absolutely scaring the piss out of the one guy who's working there that night. 
Um, and then just, you know, just for my own, my own gigs. Oh, totally. Like, I would like to, there to be like a, like a, like a spa. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like you get the, you get the both ends of the spectrum. You get the it people would... who are totally relaxed and then you can, you know, scare the poop out of them. Yeah. This kind of goes along with my, um, like my fear of like, you know, my phone runs out of batteries and I see a UFO. I'm the only one who sees it and it like ruins my life because um, I'm like constantly talking about it because it like makes me go insane and no one mm -hmm. believes me. You could do the similar thing. You can be like a, you know, 10 foot tall glowing ostrich from for, for this guy at a pitcher's yeah. mound or something, you know, and then he's, he's like trying to tell people about it, but he looks insane. And then you just fuck with him. Well, I guess you'd would, have to hate one him. One would argue that's what's yeah. already happening. Right, I, I guess it in these Scooby, they're trying to convince people that they're they're crazy or no, in like the real world. Who, with, is there someone with ost with an ostrich? <laughs> with are ostriches doing this now? With, I, with Sasquatch and UFOs, like that's what right. the UFO world actually thinks is happening. I actually saw. Okay, I'm speaking as someone from this world, not as me, but like they think I actually saw something. And mm -hmm. I know that it's true, and I know my experiences are correct, but nobody believes me because it's so outlandish. Yeah, so I could see someone getting, like, a, a rise out of that. Um, is there any, like, good, like, broad things that, like, they didn't think of in the 60s that we could do now? Startups. Start Ooh, we could... yeah. Oh, mm. so we could do, like, a Silicon Valley type of yeah. thing. Yeah, tech startup. We could haunt the walls of Facebook. So they can never establish a good office because they're all constantly haunted. That'll show them. They already the are by their project managers. You know, yeah, it's an it's adult just joke. Toxic, <laughs> toxic work environments is their haunting. I can see someone like Elon Musk, you know, someone who's kind of like extravagant and frivolous with their money, um, just being like, I'm going to give a billion dollars to a team to make the other my competitor think their offices are haunted. Um, I think maybe it might be nice to flip it. Okay, okay, so someone yeah. likes, usually the Scooby-Doo formula is, like mm -hmm. we have just discussed, someone takes a haunting in order to lower some property value, and then they take right. advantage of it. Like, purchasing, and I have no idea doing what with a haunted property. Nobody else mm -hmm. wants to buy it, so why? Anyways, why not make it into a tourist destination, right? Ooh, so you yeah. haunt something, and then you release the rumor, hey, this place is haunted, come Test it out. You know, come stay in this house overnight and pay me a thousand dollars a night. That's interesting. Have they ever done that on Scooby Doo? Where he I just know, they, I don't know. And then they, they increase property value, like because that's like the Skinwalker Ranch idea. I don't think I know. I'm, I don't think I'm aware. Oh man, you guys, you got me talking about Scooby Doo, and I'm just dipping in my bag here. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch is a place. Uh, I think it's in you know one of those uh, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico states over there and it's the reported location of a lot of werewolf sightings oh my god yeah technically they're not werewolves technically they're skinwalkers of course everyone fucking knows that yeah so <laughs> sounds derogatory it does i'm like is this racist i just it's it feels weird but yeah well, right so that's the thing is skinwalker is a uh you know is a native american right idea mm, yeah so there could be a scooby-doo episode where maybe there's this guy who's trying to appreciate the value of like this old widow's house. They're trying; he's trying to make it haunted and turn it into like this cool destination. Um, and the mystery gang catches him, and then they depreciate the lady's house value. And then it kind of becomes like a gray area. Like they're like, "What the fuck are we doing? You know, 
why are we even catching these ghosts? What are we chasing? You know? Yeah. I think it would be really neat to like have some maybe some uh some guy like spend a thousand dollars to stay in this night, say stay in this house overnight. And if you can, then you win, you know, a million dollars or something. It's like those when you're at fairs or carnivals and they have the oh, yeah, yeah. pull-up bar that's rigged. That rotates. spins. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what? Pay 10 bucks? And if I can hang on to that thing, then I earn 100 bucks? That's amazing. But it's kind of rigged. Do that for a haunted mansion. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay. And See, they would be drawn in because of the... Ch- I, I feel, is the gang... I feel like they're more concerned with malicious ghosts. Would would the gang be okay with this, or would they come and oh, venture totally. there out of curiosity, no matter what? Our it skeptics. Is, it is malicious. Yeah. It's getting people to leave the house before they win the million dollars. Oh, stealing money from them, you know, defrauding them. Okay, so I think we got a Scooby Doo episode there. Um, so we've got appreciating house values, doing a haunted house where they get so spooked that they leave for money. Um, that's not bad. That's I feel like those are just kind of gray areas. Those seems like things that real estate people do anyways. <laughs> Ryan, didn't you talk about like a situation last episode where there was a lawsuit where someone's house was haunted and then like they didn't disclose that it was haunted? Yeah. So if you want to Google it, the, the case is named Stambovsky v. Ackley. It's a it's a New York case from the nineties, and uh, so yeah, basically it's a buyer beware, like uh, it's really really messed up to do this. And they didn't say that you can't do it. You like they 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 basically said you can Scooby Doo people, you you can tell people that like it's not haunted, and then turns out when they move in, it actually is haunted. Wait, and- okay, hold on. You're saying it's legal to Scooby Doo someone? So like, yeah, it's legal to to fucking set up traps and holograms and shit to make someone believe it's haunted to de- depreciate the value? In a way. So what these people, in this case, oh is God. they were hiding the fact that it was haunted. Yeah. But, okay. They were hiding the fact that it was haunted to sell it high. What year was this? So in the, it's seriously the cases from the 90s. Man, 1890s? they were stupid in the 90s. Was it the 1890s? No, 1990. Yeah. So, but there's legal standing, like the justice system recognizes haunted houses. Yeah. So the idea is that uh, it's buyer beware. Like if you if you agree to buy a house and you yeah. and you're not from the town and you don't know and you don't do your due diligence to find out whether or not the house is haunted. By a spirit. I like a. Well, by sub- reputation, it's, it doesn't matter whether it's actually haunted. It only matters what people believe. Because this new person that just bought the okay. house from out of town now cannot resell it unless they find a sucker. So it's it's the perception, not the fact that the judge was like, "This is recognized as a spirit, a, a yes. spirit that is real that exists beyond our plane, is existing." Okay, so it's it's the perception of the spirit. Well, right, but so okay. so there's a difference between as a matter of fact and law. Right. So as a matter of fact, we cannot say that the house is haunted because we just don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, but, by, yeah. but, but by a matter of law, you can say that the house is haunted. So, okay. Could we run into a scenario where the mystery gang busts the guy who's haunting this house and the cops are like, well, what the fuck you want me to do? This, this is legal. Yeah, but that would be a weird scheme because you would have to haunt it and then cover up your haunting and then just to screw someone over. 
Can I sue the person who sold me this house for reverse libel? Reverse libel. <laughs> for 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 foreshadowed libel. <laughs> for saying in the You future. told everybody in the past that this house was haunted, which isn't true, <laughs> which means now I'm gonna sue you for lying and demeaning oh, my personal suit rather yeah. than a property lawsuit. Yeah. Take it as a personal suit as the owner. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I'd do if I had a ghost rig? I would haunt people who are committing haunting fraud. So like people who are pretending to be ghosts in houses and then they go home and they're all cool and they're like, oh, that was a fun time pretending to be that guy who was murdered there 50 years ago. And then they I'll pretend up. Yeah, and I'll pretend to be that couch. guy. Yeah. And then it'll be me inside the hollowed out couch and I'll grab him or something, you know. I am the actual ghost of- I'm the real guy, how dare <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, to scare the shit out of, out of what him. What you are doing is wrong. But then, you know, maybe he'll expect that. So maybe I'll start haunting people who haunt guys who do that. Oh, you're haunting the ghosts? So I'll haunt the guys who are haunting the fraudulent haunters. <laughs> so you're so, on the side of the fraudulent haunters. Yeah, yeah. So the fraudulent haunters will hire a guy like me. He's like, hey, I think I'm being haunted by another guy who's, who's trying to call me out of my fraud. Can you haunt him to freak him out? And I'll be yeah. like, so let's get it. real. The okay. intricacies of the ghost economy are going to be something we just cannot fathom. Yeah, no way. It's not of this world. If, if, if ghosts were real, yeah. uh, could you imagine the business dealings they get up with? Like, humans oh my God. hire other humans to just like hang out for the day. You know, to drive them places, which is, I mean, more yeah. sustainable. But like, humans hire people to just like dance in front of them and like, rubbing their bodies on you like <laughs> imagine what ghosts are doing are you serious not bound I by dimensions would love to have a haunted car with a ghost that gives me gps in like a really nice voice and was like really good at telling me the directions at the right time like night rider this is hell that's a hell on earth We've gone, we've, we've departed from ghosts are on this plane of existence to finish what yeah. they left undone to you live, you die, and you are on Earth as a ghost for the rest of your life for no on, reason Jace. whatsoever, which means there are millions and millions of ghosts just like. Well, also, there's a huge hole in the, that I think people who okay. believe in ghosts don't address, is yeah. that where are the new ghosts? The ones wearing like Supreme shirts. Yeah. And... Yeah. Who got hit by a car when he was crossing his way to, you know, Urban Outfitters. Like, well, they're good, man. They don't got unfinished business, dude. They're, they have modern minds. They're, they're just, you know, go with the flow. Not like people from the 1890s who had hard lives, man. They fucking died when they were like 20 of old age. <laughs> okay, thrown into, say, thrown like... into a fucking river. She floated, kill her. <laughs> <laughs> What I was going to say about the car, like, I think car dealers could specifically market cars, like, people who were murdered in cars, you know, and so the car is haunted. Okay, that's a little dark, but they'll be like, there's a permanent GPS in here. Like, he has unfinished business in this car. He is soul-bound to this Kia Sorento, and he, he died giving directions, <laughs> and this is what he wants to do. <laughs> it's fucked up. I said it's it was a left. But it was actually a right stone. You have to say that every time, Ghost. <laughs> he, he, one day you're driving. He's like, this is the ride up here. You turn in. 
It's through writing day. He says, I'm finished. And he, dissip- and he, dis- and he dissipates. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, why wow. did I spend so much money on this fucking car if the ghost could just leave? <laughs> oh, so what if the ghost tricks you into finishing his business? Mm. Or he, like, tricks you into dry, like running someone over? <laughs> so, so would we grade cars that are haunted in tears? So, like, yeah. you have cars that where there's a real risk that the ghost could end up completing its mission and you no longer have a haunted car. And then yeah. there's, like, A-grade cars where it's, like, yeah, his mission was to balance a rake on top of the Empire State Building in 90-mile-an-hour winds for six hours. Like, wow, I don't think this car is going to be able to accomplish that feat. <laughs> this is a safe bet. Oh, he's not going to help you get directions anywhere. He's just going to talk to you about balancing. He's the location <laughs> of the nearest rake and the general cardinal direction of New York City. I would buy that car. He sounds like an interesting guy just to talk to on a road trip. These think- are all... 1990 Honda Civics. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad year for Honda. What happens when the car dies? Like, on its own, non-mechanically? Is um, that the idea, is that you don't need gas or anything, because, like, the ghost is actually moving the car? Ghost-powered cars. Now oh. we're in a new industry. Hmm. Wow! That could revolutionize everything. Oh, ghost energy! That's clean, dude! It's okay. powered by pure spite. If ghosts were real... 100% capitalism would have found out a way to harness them to power cars. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, capitalism already, would destroy ghosts. We already burn, like, fucking dinosaur ectoplasm in our cars anyways. We were almost there. And the next step is literal, like, lightning. Do you think we could connect to some of the more dense population if we told them that global warming was happening because of dinosaur ghosts that are upset? <laughs> <laughs> they're being we're burned. burning them. <laughs> <laughs> Their friends are coming back. Slowly cooking us so they can eat us. <laughs> well, actually, there might be a decent overlap between people who believe in ghosts and people who don't believe in climate change. Yeah. Casey might be onto something. I'm fucking on board. <laughs> <laughs> Let's activate the conspiracy theory Twitters that follow us. Yeah, I'll start I'll start putting it on the Twitter. <laughs> I heard this on, I think it was another, they talked about this on another podcast about hauntings, but I wanted to bring this idea to us too, because we're talking about it. Would you have like a, a ghost, like, would you agree to a ghost agreement where you have like, for example, your basement is haunted, mm-hmm. um, you know, haunted by a standard, maybe like scary long haired girl, like the ring kind of shows up in your corner, scares the shit out of you. Um, but she keeps your basement mold free and cleans up all the messes. Okay. Well, so here's the other here's the other idea. Like, okay, you need to go in your, to your basement for other things. <laughs> like, Dude, just close your fucking eyes. You know, she's girl there. literally twists your neck around. Yeah, okay, she, she won't. She's... No twisties. Oh, no you twisties. Will, you will know she's there. You'll probably like feel her breath on the back of your neck. Uh, maybe. Oh like, yeah. She'll, she'll grab your arm or something, but it won't kill you. But every time you have to go downstairs to go to the bathroom grab some steaks or something from the freezer, she will scare you, but she will keep it clean and mold-free. You know, stop flooding. I pretty much live my life that anything below ground level or any rooms that are dark uh, already have a ghost in them. <laughs> so I might, uh, I might take you up on that. Just knowing there's a ghost is going to be better, I think, than my current fear of life that is there's possibly a ghost in there. What about a bathroom? 
Um, well, I have, okay. I have a question. I do, I do have yes. a question. We have to yes. go back. What are you, are you assuming that this is a an unfurnished bed? Well, like, what if you have a furnished basement that you're not concerned about getting moldy? And you're like, oh yeah, the theater's down there. We use it every weekend. And you have somebody come out sit, and you're like, oh, did you tell them about Linda? You forget <laughs> the scary as fuck ghost who's nice enough to clean up. Like <laughs> crawls out of the TV. <laughs> That's just how she comes in the room. <laughs> it's okay. Don't change the channel. She hates that. She won't kill you. She will not kill you. No matter let her, what she let says. Let her eat some popcorn. Imagine if you say that's like, no matter what she says or does or pantomimes, she will not kill you. Do not worry. Okay. How about this? Like, can I pitch this to you guys? So, um, a ghost that lives in your bathroom cleans the bathroom. You never have to scrub it. Cleans all the mold and fucking mildew and shit. It cleans everything. Um, however, one out of like, let's say a hundred times when you like, you know, open your like mirror cabinet and you close it, uh, a scary ass ghost is right behind you. That's that's Ooh, it. That's worth it. It's just enough though that like, it would definitely fuck with you. How hard is cleaning the bathroom? Like, Not hard, sucks, but man. it's probably worth being scared. Once every 300 days. I already can't look in the bathroom mirror with, like, when I'm the only person in the bathroom. Like, or unless I open the bathroom door. Okay, compromise, Ryan. How about whenever you close your eyes when you're doing shampoo, you open them someone standing in front of you. Fuck. No. <laughs> Is that no, better? Dude, that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> One out of a hundred times. Kidding? You can literally not blink while you're in the bathroom, but it is pristine. <laughs> Everything Dude. is exactly where it needs to be. Guys, I was so scared of ghosts when I was growing up that yeah. when I would put my shirt on, I would look through the head hole and place it over my eyes and then over the back of my head so that I nothing ever obscured my vision. A uh, fellow anxious child, it's glad to know we're kindred spirits. <laughs> I had I did a walkthrough of my house. I was hearing uh, weird noises, and I did a walkthrough of my house last night at like eleven thirty when I had been in bed for forty five minutes. Checked all the locks, went downstairs, locked the garage door. I get it. It could have been a spirit. In a bit. How about okay? Last pitch. What if you have a car that's haunted? This ghost does all the maintenance. Never have to get oil changed. Never breaks down. The ghost fix it. Fixes it. One out of every twenty times you adjust the rearview mirror at night. Someone's in the backseat. <laughs> That would kill you. Yeah, <laughs> literally, that would literally cost your death. That's like saying, like, with the ring girl in the basement, it's like saying, yeah, one out of 20 times, she has live jumper cables. And if you accidentally <laughs> stumble into her, you get fried. I mean, it could be when you're parked. You just adjust the mirror, and, you, and you know, whoever is right there. Yeah, that's called being haunted. This is but <laughs> they fucking tighten your lug nuts and, like, change your oil and shit. Free. I'd talk to them every time I got in the car. I don't know if they would like that or care at all, but I'd be like, hey, Johnny, thanks for keeping it kept up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to adjust the mirror. Now it didn't oh, come out today. Okay. <laughs> I think the implications of ghosts are just like really interesting. It's just like there's a whole capitalist economy behind it that's not very scary and more cynical yeah. and kind of shittier than actual ghosts. That's an interesting premise. Yeah, you definitely have Jeff Bezos having fucking ghosts working in an Amazon factory, processing transactions and shit, <laughs> programming, dude. Yeah. Like, 
that's darker than actually having spirits. What like, happens when you capture a bad ghost? Like the ghost of crime. We're oh. giving a lot of credence to a certain monotheistic religion here. <laughs> Do we have and their ability ghost to jail. banish ghosts? Do we have ghost jail? Do we have ghost cops? Is that what Scooby Doo is? Isn't that the plot of R.I.P.D. with Ryan Reynolds? Is where he's a ghost cop. Yeah. Oh, I think oh, it is. Been done. Oh, remember like remember what we talked about with Clifford? Like you give the girl in Clifford, yeah, a, an animal, and it turns into a super size me. Like so, okay. what if you give her like an elephant and it turns into a super mega elephant? Okay, right. So what if you can capture a ghost, okay, and make it really angry okay. at one particular person or thing, oh. and then you set it loose, and it just haunts that person. Oh, Necromancy? so you take a ghost and you fill it with a ton of propaganda about like an enemy country. Yeah. Just like ram a bunch of disinformation like about some like Do it with a bunch <laughs> of them. Set, it loose. set it loose like the ghost at the uh, Battle of Pelennor Fields. So it's be like a weapon shit. of mass destruction. So the Pentagon has like rooms of ghosts. Ghost v Clifford. I think we got a sick movie pitch, guys. <laughs> ghost Army. I think this is sick. Well, I think we should probably review Scooby Doo too, guys. <laughs> it's been fun talking about murders and ghosts. <laughs> okay, guys, are we ready to get to open up the the doghouse once more and review our sixth dog movie <laughs> of our doghouse season? Um, it's Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Let's Scooby Do it. Hope that's not trademarked. Let's. I, I like it. It's good. <laughs> Um, the synopsis this week, I can, um, I can go through the synopsis. Let you me, will me think about go through the yeah, synopsis. I will go, I'll, I will go through the synopsis. Well, where to start, fellas? Um, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed came, uh, just about a year or two, uh, 2004, after the very successful first Scooby-Doo movie. Um, this takes place just maybe about in real time, right after, uh, that first movie. Um, the mystery gang are celebrities now in Coolsville. They're known as the greatest detectives. They're attending the, uh, opening of the Coolsonian Museum, where it's going to feature all of the, uh, the great, uh, criminal costumes, uh, of which they've caught. Um, you know, got, you got Minor 49er, you got the fucking Tar Monster, you got all of these really cool previous Scooby-Doo villains in this museum. And then what's this? The costumes come to life thanks to an evil mad scientist who they think um, was a uh, was a former former culprit of theirs. Uh, he's using his magical monster goo to create real versions of uh, of these these costumes that they've caught. Um, so now the gang has to stop every single one of the previous monsters um, that they have allegedly fought, while trying to find out who this mystery guy is with his mystery monster goo. Um, and all the hijinks that happen along the way. And uh, I think that just about covers the movie. It's just kind of... That was uh, actually really nice, Alex. Yeah, that was Thank good. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that's my style as well. Like, yeah, I, I like your walk-up. And you know what? Like, I, I didn't expect this, guys. But I think I liked this better than the first one. Yeah, yeah totally. Definitely. And we're probably going to talk about this a lot more. It, this movie felt like way more of a Scooby-Doo movie, like what yeah. Brian predicted. Um, it, they leaned like maybe just one dial on the one notch on the dial towards kids movie. And I think it totally worked. Yes. Um, they, they played up the comedy, the Scooby-Doo-ness, the hanging out in like haunted houses, doing gags. And I think it was to its benefit. 
it was less of like a you know like the scary movie esque parody, um, and more of just leaning into like a Scooby Doo movie. You can tell the people who made this loved Scooby Doo and really played up that premise. They did not give a fuck about making a realistic movie. It's just like a live action cartoon, and it totally yeah. worked. I was totally here for it. Um, Plus, um, adding to the cast with Seth Green, I think was a great choice. Oh yeah, he was he was hilarious. Yeah, always performs well. And he's a great character actor, but it's not, he's not a character actor, but he does that job really well. Yeah, you have uh, the 2000s finest in here. Uh, first of all, you got the Scooby Doo cast, you got Freddie Prince Jr., you know, you got uh, Linda Cardellini, and, you know, of course, the rest of them. Uh, we talked about last episode. We got Seth Green. We've got Alicia Silverstone uh, from, from Clueless, which is a movie right. I love. Uh, you've got, who was the guy who played the villain in this movie? I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Um, I've seen him in a lot of movies. The villain? Peter Boyle, who's like a character actor, uh, shows up in Taxi Driver and uh, Young Frankenstein. I thought the intro was pretty fun. Are they kind of like celebrities popping yeah. in a mystery van? A sweet dog joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the so dog like jokes each, are great. each part of the mystery crew, they're talking to their own fans. So, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Velma has a bunch of nerdy fans, mm-hmm. and then Shaggy has a bunch of stoner fans. And Shaggy can, fan. like, smell yeah. them, you know? Like, that's a really good joke. But <laughs> Scooby has a bunch of dog fans, and so they were making, like, dog references. Like, let me smell your butt, and stuff like that. <laughs> I thought that was great. And how, like, I love those costumes. Like, first of all, their outfits, on point. Um, but also, the monster outfits the costumes looked fantastic oh yeah i like i loved all of those and when they were going through that monster museum um i saw out of the corner the cotton candy monster with the paper cone on his head i was like oh please have him show up later and i was so excited for that payoff later uh when he does show up and then scooby and shaggy eat him and i thought that was fucking hilarious um but yeah this movie was a sleeper man i did not expect to like it this much and be this entertained yeah, the first, I think the first 15 minutes were actually really solid. Like, mm-hmm. script writing, the jokes were really nice. Like, they all landed, and they introduced the plot, right? So we have Scooby, in this one, it's Scooby and Shaggy feeling alienated from the court because they don't actually solve any mysteries, rather than the whole group being, you know, kind of thrown apart. So I thought that was really nice, and you could see them, like, rather than the other ones be like, oh, we're friends, we should be get back together. In this movie, it was that... Each person adds to the group in their own way. And like Daphne and Velma are friends. Mm. In this in this movie, they're like legitimately friends. And so they, they want to help each other just because they're friends, not just because they're solving a mystery. I think that's a good point. I, I can definitely, I think they worked on the group dynamic in this one. And highlighting what they each add um, was, a, was a great aspect. Scooby and Shaggy, you know, their big dilemma is like, are we fucking idiots and do we just stumble into shit? That adds to the theory of like, they're kind of like those D and D characters, which just like who are min maxed and they only roll crits, like mm-hmm. they only roll critical successes or critical fails, and they just need that in their group to just like do all these adventures. There was a lot of emotional and character growth in this movie. Yeah, they was. they was some... they hit mm-hmm. on every single character's self perceived flaw, and then they overcome it. It's kind of insane for a kid's movie. And that might be one of the reasons it sounds like I'm reading into it that we all really liked it. And one of my favorite parts was when they go back to the old house and they're like, man, can you remember when we were in this we were in this dump? And it's like probably the coolest treehouse ever. But it feels like going back home. Yeah. Yeah. 
They have history, if, and we got to see that rather than like in the first movie where they immediately were like snitch each other. It didn't have the cynicism and snarkiness of the first movie. I think this one had a lot more heart, and by leaning in and being way more genuine about the vibe, just leaning into the mystery gang and everything like that, made it so totally. much better. And, and it made this point in like, yeah, these monsters are real in this movie. In the last movie, half of what they said was like. You know, these monsters are all fake. And that's kind of the whole, there's like, we talked about this a little bit, but there's a one random scene in the first movie that's like two or three minutes long. And all it does is serve to point out that like Velma can figure out that all monsters are fake. In this movie, the monsters are real. Yeah. And they're, they never stop and are like, well, sometimes they're like, oh, how is this guy being controlled? Yada, yada, yada. But as soon as they figure out that it's real, they're you know, trying to solve the mystery. I thought the monsters were fucking hilarious too. I yeah. loved the Black Knight. He was the Black so, Knight's so funny. funny. <laughs> the jousting scene with like uh, that, that Wanted Better awesome. Alive. Oh, that was awesome. How much do they have to pay I, to get that song in there? I know. I actually, yeah, I was thinking about that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Budget. I love the classic Scooby Doo gag where they're where Shaggy and Scooby are running away from the Black Knight and they're like stacking things against the door and he comes in through the back door and hands them Here things to like stack. <laughs> And Velma uh, finds out his weak point is the balls. Like, she kicks him in the balls and he, like, insta-dies. Why don't they kick the rest of them in the balls? Because the rest of them, they're, like, fighting. Like, oh, we can't stop them! They yeah, are doing it the second time. The second time. The, the balls thing worked once. I just, I don't know, man. Speaking of uh, working once, we got a fart joke. Totally. <laughs> Dude, I laughed my ass off. What the flamethrower fart? <laughs> the flamethrower fart where he's like fighting off minor 49er in like a fart slash flame battle and i dude that was so funny and then when they're sneaking up and scooby-doo just lets out a large loud fart that that caught me so <laughs> off guard i was just laughing like an idiot and i think that we've come full circle on fart jokes like yeah yeah it, it really has it's like the slipping on banana peel paradox where it's just after a while it actually First just time becomes... you're like oh i get it Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second time, you're like, okay, it's funny that I do it again. But the third time, you're like... <laughs> Wasn't that like a Simpsons episode where it's like, yeah, the first 10 times the clown slips on a banana peel, it's not funny, but like the 30th time, it's fucking hilarious. And maybe that's what happened here. The, the jokes were so stupid that I it caught yeah. me off guard. I'm so used to just kind of <laughs> subtle, dry humor now. Like, like uh, if, would Fred would misspeak to the um news reporter and then his speeches would be played <laughs> over like on the news you just want like, me to say coolsville sucks <laughs> i think coolsville sucks to me the special joke was that they didn't have to edit his speech at all <laughs> because he actually just said a bunch of moronic things <laughs> he's like they're gonna chop it up they're gonna make me look like i said things i didn't want to say coolsville sucks i love there's so many quotable lines slapstick was great too i think that scene that intro scene where scooby and shaggy are being pulled by the pterodactyl and there's like the flames on the table and they're like riding on like fry pans on their butts across the flames um i think once that scene happened i was like okay i'm totally on board with this movie now we're doing this movie i have a special thing i want to tell you guys about and this is what i was so excited about when i watched this movie last week i don't know five days ago i noticed something that I am so excited to share with you two. Um, yes. You especially, Denali, because Jace is going to be someone of an innocent bystander in this. But I'm going to attempt to share a couple photos with you of a neat fact or a neat feature I noticed in the movie. 
and I want to get okay. your reaction. Interesting. Okay. I sent them in the Discord chat. Okay. Let me see what you're sending me. Um. What? Oh my gosh, that's got to be the same model, dude. For a split second. Whoa, whoa. Actually, that's this. That's actually the same paint too. It's it's I, it's just worn down. You guys, for the people that are listening, I'm. Denali, oh, I have it open. Yeah. Denali sent me a birthday <laughs> gift about a month ago, and it was a wooden, an antique wooden duck. And what I found when I watched this movie is that for a split oh second, that exact duck <laughs> is in Scooby Doo Two. That's fucking great. Oh my gosh. Dude, no, like for a split second, they threw it in this pile of stuff and there's a reverse camera angle where you can see it for like a little bit also. And we found the freeze frame for it. And I'll go stand up and get the duck right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, there he is. So there I've he kept is. it I've kept it in the back of the shot until now. But oh, yeah, yes. this is the duck. Okay, for um, our YouTube watchers, you'll see the duck. Um, podcasters, check out our YouTube channel for the <laughs> for, for the, the duck reveal. Or you can watch Scooby Doo too and see the duck and just see the duck on the movie. Yeah, yeah. But you can actually see like the paint is the right color on duck in the movie. It's exactly the same. And there's like these little wingtip things here. I think uh, that's the only thing that's different. That yeah, has so, the wingtips. Yeah. So the the only 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 difference is is that. This stripe of white paint is mm. slightly different on the two of them, but otherwise it's oh, the yeah. same exact duck. And now, <laughs> if you go onto Google Images or yeah. like eBay or whatever, and you look up antique wooden duck decoy or whatever, yeah, there will be pages and pages and pages and pages of ducks. Okay, that <laughs> have this model and or similar kind of ideas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There, there will be some that have this exact shape, like they were molded by the same person almost, but none have this paint job oh my gosh that's awesome and it was filmed in vancouver bc so there is a non-zero chance there's a non-zero chance that this is that duck oh because my gosh. this was sent to me from washington yeah amber and i United found States. this amber and i spotted this duck in snoqualmie washington in like this like really small really cute thrift store i can't remember the name otherwise i plug it um actually it's on the main that. street but we found that in the corner and we were like oh yeah and the duck has a mysterious quality. When I when I picked yeah. it up, I felt a there's something power. about him. There's there's something about him. Like he's got this. He looks at you, and he's got these glassy. The, you're not gonna be able to see it, but he's got these glassy eyes. Oh God, Ryan, you're haunted. It's it's like wherever you look, he'll protect you. Duck making ghost, bro. eye contact with you. And I've named him Robert Strange McNamara after the former uh, Secretary of Defense. Of course, of course. So, uh, yeah, that's my little factoid. Um, that's that's amazing, Ryan. I I just I didn't spot that at all. I'm surprised. You, first of all, you saw that, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Is like, it was just something out of the corner of my eye. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! I know this sequence of patterns and colors that I need to go back. Something is like pinging me in my brain. Like, you must go look. And so I rewound the I rewound the video and I found it. And if that duck was in Scooby-Doo 2, that's just fucking amazing. What are the chances? What are the chances that I would have this duck and it would show up in a movie watch together? <laughs> Reviewing Scooby-Doo 2. That only happened because of the Wheel of Chaos. Yes. Yeah. That means we're destined. The <laughs> odds are really freaking low here.
this destiny. This is like a once in a universe thing. Like that's never going to happen again. Um, this is actually kind of funny. So I've had, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. No, this is, a, there's literally no better time to talk about this. There's an entire segment of eBay that's devoted to haunted things. Oh, yes. There's, okay. And there's a, there's so a famous podcast idea, that goes over this. Oh, really? My idea is to buy someone <laughs> one of those haunted things off eBay and send it to them for a gift. And then oh. see, like, what, like, what their reaction is to it. Like, a blind test. Interesting. That'd be great. Because there's... Hey, my grandma had this, you know, in her house for a long time. And I, I really like it. And for some reason, like, we didn't have a place to put it. And I thought, you know, it really reminded me of you. And I'd like to, you know, I'd like you to have it. Well, yeah, because there's... There's a famous podcast called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. And there's a segment called Haunted Doll Watch where they, they like, look at haunted doll listings on eBay and, like, you know, look how fucking crazy they are. If you bought one of those for somebody, um, give it to someone and just, just see if anything happens. Yeah. Is that ethical? Seriously. Or not even tell them that, like, it's from me. Try and get the, yeah. try and get the eBay sender to, you know, not put any markings on it. Oh. So it's like an Annabelle doll that just kind of shows up. It shows up on their doorstep and be like, guys, hey, man, going... what's going on? I think I'm in. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphysical succubus brunette succubi queen for only $27.33. Oh. She comes for $4.50 shipping, though. Oh, oh, oh you're right. I'm out. Highway robbery. Huh. There's a lot of haunted dolls. Weird. That's an interesting experiment, Ryan. Um, I definitely didn't do that to you. Um, the lady said there's only a 60% chance it's haunted. It may have witnessed a murder. That's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> I, that makes me really happy, though, um, that this duck has, has, is a presence within the world of cinema. Um, to, to get back to the, to the movie here, one thing I really enjoyed about the movie is the fact that it's real. It's a really 2000s movie. It's a bit of a time capsule of its time. It's almost like Scooby-Doo was, was retro within retro. It's kind of reskinned to have this 2000s style with kind of that neo-disco party that they had. Um, just the soundtrack, even just the outfits where it's like 60s style, but definitely with a 2000s aesthetic with it. And I think that made the movie a lot more enjoyable for me. If this was done with a similar style nowadays with like 2021 style, I don't think I would have found it as like interesting or entertaining. Well, right. And we've talked about this before where a movie that purposefully sets itself in a time period is fun. Mm -hmm. But if a movie is trying to be cut an edge and trying to always like be modern and blend in with modern society, it's not mm -hmm. going to go well if, if that's not you know done purposefully and they don't put bounds on it. Yeah. Like in this but one, the, I would say the one thing is like, uh, the cameo by Ruben Stuttered. Who's Ruben Stuttered? He was like the runner-up on the second season of American Idol. <laughs> okay, it's really random, but it's great. You guys, there's a lot of like a lot of random gags. We can't get into all of them. It was just, like first of all, the set designs are awesome. They were going through like the Victorian mansion, and it was haunted as fuck. Um, but then there's a scene where Shaggy like bumps into a gramophone. And it like explodes and plays. I like, I like big, big butts. And I butts and I yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why was this eighty year old creepy dude had this on vinyl? <laughs> he has a vinyl hip. copy of Sir Mix a Lot. It's so tight. There's just I don't know. There's things like that where you're like, why was that there? But it makes it so much better. 
why did he have a contraption that traps people in balls mm-hmm. with a biometric lock after going through a Rube, Gold- Rube Goldberg machine, and they lit- mm-hmm. are not allowed to leave until he gets home. They're like, she'll be home at 7 p.m. Mind you, he did give them a warning. Yeah, they're like, don't don't ring the doorbell again. <laughs> um, night getting kicked in the balls and saying Al right in the round tables. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, that whole thing with like the, the all the Scooby-Doo villains hanging out in the same bar was kind of wild to me, like conceptually. Like they all hang out and they, they're like surprisingly open and cool with each other. Yeah, the only thing they have in common is that they were caught by the same people. And, like, dive bars. I guess they like haunting things. They're all listening to disco music. Yeah, they're down. And Shaggy rolls in, and they're dancing, and they break out into, like, a disco song and dance. They're, they're, you know, it's all choreographed and shit. Now, that was actually an awesome number. Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) (laughs) The choreography for that scene was actually really good. And to think that all of these criminals... Are like super down with just breaking out into a dance number was just was just great and then i loved like the after credit scene of just seeing all the actors dance they just i could tell yeah. they had a lot of fun with ruben stutter do we want to get you... into the reviews yeah let's we could do that uh well can I, can I just ask you guys one thing real quick though right you're a pretty ethical guy i i, I consider you pretty ethical um can we talk about the ethics of like creating monsters um giving them life and sentience and then murdering them because that's what they did in this movie so from whose standpoint like these monsters were created right like yeah. the tar monster and like the black knight and they like wanted to live and they had a purpose and scooby and shaggy kill them by basically like turning the switch and turning them back into goo and like they didn't want to be turned back into goo like, I, I, that was kind of weird like, is there ethics of creating life and then just taking it like that? Well, okay, so there's probably two different questions. Yeah. Uh, one, what, what's the ethics of creating life? Mm-hmm. And what's the ethics of taking life away? Yeah, they weren't and... taxpayers, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that the second question is the less interesting one. Because everybody thinks about that. Everybody thinks okay. about, like, you know, extrajudiciously, like, right. uh, you know... Telling people, what about vigilantes and these people have, you know, lives and things like that. But mm-hmm. what about the first question? What's the ethics of giving life to things, of bestowing sentience? So my, mm. my maybe my proposition would be, is it unethical to have the power to bestow sentience and not do so? Oh, and not do mm. so. Do we define That's- them in our view of this movie? Okay as sentient they had had some level of personification they Mm. remembered their abilities from when they were a ghost but in general they had the malicious intent of their creator we don't know if they have any goals outside of those things our monster wanted to be tar cotton candy monster didn't want to get eaten anymore yeah i'll I'll give you cavities They, they wanted to create a world where monsters lived you know they just wanted to live, man. So, like, so how about this? Like, consider it another way. Consider it that this person who can make monsters might be the last person who can make monsters. And if we stop him, there's going to be yeah. no more sentient monsters. And therefore, is it actually okay for him to carry out his mission through any means necessary? Because 
if he doesn't, then it means the extinction of an entire you know species. Monsters. That's yeah. When you're when you're faced with you know an an extinction question, like yeah. all, all bets are off. Well, you know, Scooby Doo didn't have a legal scene, and I think for Scooby Doo three, this would be a great opportunity for a courthouse um, mm. scene is discussing um, the legal ramifications and the citizenship rights of these monsters who are. Well, there world. actually kind of was a couple smaller ones, right? So, like the whole criminal justice thing is one thing, but then also there was a weird like. Property rights investment negotiation scene where one <laughs> the of the suspects was pitching the idea for an amusement park to a couple angel investors. That was totally out of place. That was. He was like, "Oh yeah, the kids will mine in the park and we'll make us money." <laughs> I've actually been to a park where you're like, the whole thing is mining. Very weird in Nevada. Weird place. So we. <laughs> What um I f I feel like the world at large would have a pretty difficult time reacting anyway, but poorly to the monsters because they were created with the intent to destroy. So morally, the right. compass ports points you towards probably destroying the evil. Aren't like all humans created to destroy, Jace? Yeah, that in in that way, you know, you could kind of rationalize or you know justify the beliefs of some people who think we're all created evil, you know? So unless they're perfect. When does an AI, is chatbot sentient? No, Leverbot is not sentient. I will never allow it him can, that. It can respond to questions. Mm -hmm. You interact with it, much like these monsters who were designed to destroy by their creator. But the, the one difference is substance, right? They're made out of... Monster goo. The old man's what? goo. What? Yeah, the goo from the mines, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, hmm. I would love to hang out with Black Knight just like, you know, just in like a bar setting. Or just just play Xbox or something. Seems like a, yeah. a funny guy. He's yeah. pretty funny. His and also the guy might would... be like drastically opposed to yours. That doesn't mean you wouldn't get along. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his goals are, though. I mean, could it could it have been self-defense? Like he was just, he was in That's his own house. If, if they don't take over the world, then we're going to extinguish them. What if he just wanted to live, man? What if he wants to open his own restaurant? I think okay, we swing should, we should a sword at... <laughs> okay, he was trying to murder. Okay, he was. All right, but he was just born. He was only like three hours old. He didn't learn. Okay, we should review huh. this movie. We got pretty far off track. We're, we're swerving off way off the lanes. Ace, do you want to just... Scooby-Doo can talk to everybody. Yeah. So... Yeah. Does that grant him? That would grant him the same rights as these monsters. Oh, we're right? still on this. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I would say so. Oh, totally. Scooby Doo should have equal rights. He's a fucking dude. He's so smart. They treat him like he's an absolute idiot, but he is the smartest fucking dog in the universe. He knows like movie references and shit, and like wears disguises, and like he's extremely smart. <laughs> huh. I want them to make a Scooby-Doo where the, the Scooby-Doo is just like a normal dog. I feel like they would do that now. Like Airbud. Like, yeah, it would just be a fucking dog that kind of barks and they'd put like subtitles underneath it. <laughs> they would, okay, I feel like there would be a CW show where it's like realistic and dark and sexy and it's like edgy. They're solving real murders and the dog is real but barks and has subtitles. Like I just... They're gonna, it like a normal 
It, it would be like a Riverdale type of thing, I feel. Jace, do you want to give, do you want to close this out with your wolf meter? All right. Wolfometer. Um, I, I fucking love Scooby-Doo. They nailed the CGI <laughs> in this movie. They really brought it home. They increased his volume, I think, a little bit. They didn't push it over the top. Um, I think he was maybe sitting around 50, 60 percent. It felt like to me killed it in his in the interactions with with Shaggy. Um, I liked a lot of the stunts in the, the slapstick in this one a lot more. Um, cut straight to it. I'm giving Scooby-Doo a 10 in this movie on the Wolfometer. Wow. I'm giving Whoa. him Scooby-Dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-doo
right now about what I just watched. Dude, I, I, I was coming off a really, like, exhausted, fucking frustrating day, and I turned on Scooby-Doo 2, and it turned my entire night around. Like, it was exactly what I fucking needed, dude. It was so cathartic. Um, I don't know if it's because I have an adjusted scale, because I've watched six dog movies in a row. I don't know how I'll react if I watch Interstellar. Like, I don't know if my brain can handle it. But, dude... I, I really liked this movie. I did not expect it to be better than the first one. Um, like we already said, it committed to the Scooby-Doo and it totally worked. Um, I'm going to put this up to the Hall of Fame of better sequels, man. Bad Boys 2, fucking Toy Story 2, The Dark Knight. Terminator you know, 2. Terminator 2, Aliens. I'm going to put Whoa. Scooby-Doo. Shanghai Noon. <laughs> i'm gonna put scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed up in that hall of fame for me i enjoyed it more um i just i fucking i, I don't know man i don't know what else to say i the jokes landed i did not expect them to um i was entertained it brought me back to that same feeling of watching the old scooby-doo movies where i was like laughing and really interested in the monsters i thought all the characters individually show, shown on their own like Thelma was really funny. Daphne had her funny scenes. Like, I liked how she had a shirt with her own face on it. Um, Fred had hilarious one-liners. And, of course, Shaggy and Scooby, like, stole the whole show. Yeah, dude, I, I'm i scared to do it. But you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to give this movie a 9.5, okay? Okay. It's, it's not a 10. I can't give it a 10 because, yeah, it's not a perfect movie. In all good conscience, I do have some lucidity left. Um. But yeah, this is this is scraping the upper limits, I think, of a dog movie. Um, I'll still fucking tell people to watch this movie. I I'm pretty much in agreement. I think that for a if you consider this a dog movie, which we've decided that we do for some reason, I think it's pretty <laughs> good. And I think that the more we push the boundaries of what is called a dog movie, the more we can get up closer to ten. Because it doesn't have a lot of the you know basic tropes and I think budget and production quality problems that most dog movies have. You just want to watch the thing, Ryan. I know it's well, no, that's not that's not really where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think this movie was overall a human movie. I think that it wasn't really a dog movie because there's four human characters, and for once they they treated Scooby-Doo and his relationships with his, you know, crewmates as, like, actual relationships. And there was other ones, too, like Daphne and Velma. Their friendship was amazing. Um, I thought that Fred, like, stepping up and being a hero first it was, was great. I and mean, he kind of set the stage for everybody else to say, yeah, I can, I'm a good part of this team. I could be a hero, too. And the jousting scene with the Black Knight killed me. Like, hmm. uh, he grabbed, he starts jousting with the Black Knight on a motorcycle and wanted dead or alive plays. And I'm just like, yeah, the people who made this movie have a freaking sense of humor. Like they know that they thought this would be hilarious. And I totally agree. I laughed my butt off. Um, I liked that there was flashbacks to the mysteries when they were actually solving stuff, you know, or references, the whole idea. It's a deconstruction of the Scooby-Doo premise, you know, there's all these things they've defeated in the past. What if they actually come back to haunt them more way than one? And I think that uh, the great one-liners, nothing really wrong with this movie. So I'm going to give it an eight. Also, I just don't think that production quality is up there enough. If the studio would have realized, the script's pretty good. Let's dump some more money into it. 
and they trimmed the fat a little bit, I think it could have went up. But um, great movie, definite improvement. I think I rated the last one a five. So an eight, it's solid movie. You recommend <laughs> wholeheartedly, just not entirely for me because I'm not a child. Do you, um... I'm an adult. I fucking loved it. I, you know, but yeah, that's fair. That's fair, dude. Um, you know what else came out this year? Surviving Christmas, <laughs> two thousand and four. That year. That year. That year. This I movie really... made about twenty times the amount that Surviving Christmas did. That's not surprising. <laughs> I really want more of that Scooby Doo like mm-hmm. shit, dude. Like it's such a bummer to me they didn't make a third one after the second one did so well. I want like a fucking Netflix TV show with the same type of humor um, and the same type of vibe. I think oh, that would totally. be really great. I did kind of do like a little fan cast, you know, of of Scooby Doo, like a a great Scooby Doo cast. Um, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Do you guys have like a a fan casting if we did this nowadays? Oh boy, yeah, Ma- Matthew Lillard like, everywhere. Matthew Lillard playing all five all roles. roles. Yeah. <laughs> A one-man show. I would pay all of my money to see that. I would um, want um the uh what you sh- shouldn't ask this question of me because I don't know actor names. The guy yeah. who played uh the captain in the newest Star Trek. I want him to be Fred. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I want Chris Pine to be Fred. You would be an older Fred, but he would be a great. I think he would pull it off. Yeah, I think he looks pretty young. He does look great. About as young as Freddie Prince Jr. did in this yeah. movie. <laughs> I did make a fan cast for 10 years ago. Um, I was thinking like um, Chris Pratt for Fred, uh, Emma Stone for either Daphne or Velma, mm-hmm. and then um, maybe Jennifer Lawrence for, for Daphne. Emma Stone, I think, would pull off a funny Velma. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, like Michael Sarah for Shaggy. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a tough pick to recast Shaggy after seeing that. I think it would just be it. a much different movie. Yeah. It would. And then maybe Andy Circus doing, uh, you know, Scooby Doo. Can we do the whole cast of Scooby Doo, Blade Runner, twenty forty nine? Sco- just have the <laughs> cast of Blade Runner do. I was thinking that too. Let's let's do Dune. I was gonna suggest all the actors from the new Dune movie. Timothy I was Scooby Doo. Gonna suggest uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> okay, real shit. I think Cirque Ronan Ronan would be good as Daphne um, from Lady Bird, Little Women. Yeah. Surrounded. Sure. That should be funny with me. Maybe Cole Sprouse could do could do a Shaggy. Cole Sprouse. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't is he completely out of the acting game? One of them is still in it, and I can't tell which one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's the one in Riverdale. I don't the know. The other one makes mead. I, yeah. It's a meadery. If either of them want to do it, I'll I'll give them a shot. So what's on deck? We want to get into the next uh the next movie here. What are we watching? Um well, let's pull up the Wheel of Chaos, Jace, and then we can do our uh, ads and removes uh, per our original arrangement. Brian, do you want to tell the audience what our Wheel of Chaos is? You seem to oh, be good boy. at explaining it. Well, yes. I, I think my ex- explanation goes down over time as I, we lose our mind and get way deeper into the universe. I don't the old gods bestowed upon us a wheel filled with the names <laughs> of films that will deteriorate our minds over time. And one unlucky patron has to spin it, taking us further and further into madness. Oh, hail the wheel! <laughs> yeah, so we, so we randomly select our next movie this season. Normally we debate 
and it's very fun, but this is where putting the hands of someone else, someone up top. And uh, we'll see where it lands and takes us next week. So the possibilities are um, Cujo, Rain, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the terrible movie we think we put out there. <laughs> Turner and Hooch, 101 Dalmatians, Isle of Dogs, a movie called Wiener Dog, and then <laughs> Airbud 2, Airbud Spikes Back, Old Yeller, and Homeward Bound. And now comes the time where we ask our panel, would we like to add a movie or delete a movie from this list? I'm going to request an ad. Oh, okay. It's going to be Best in Show. Best in Show. Okay. I've never heard of that. What it's is a it? Comedy about people who run in uh, like a dog show. Oh, okay. Interesting. What, what year? Yeah, I think 2000s. All right. Is it, on up I there. think it's a dog movie. And I'm actually going to withhold my veto. Withhold your veto. Okay. Ace, do you want to do your ads slash removes? I'm not adding or subtracting anything this week. We've got a solid like list. A list. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like to make an ad. I'll put in 1976's The Shabby, the Shaggy DA. Oh my um, God. I believe it's, I want to say it's like the 18th entry in the Shaggy Dog series. Uh, when a successful lawyer returns from vacation to find his home has been burglarized, he turns into a sheepdog and becomes a lawyer or some shit. I don't know. Wait, so are we going to know <laughs> the Shaggy Dog lore? <laughs> Wait, so... How much Shaggy think, Dog lore so, is so, there? So don't be confused. This is not the first movie called The Shaggy Dog. This okay. is an, a, a sequel where they get real weird with it. Yeah. And they t it's the Shaggy Lawyer, essentially. The Shaggy Prosecutor. Apparently, the Shaggy DA actually did pretty well. It's considered a successful sequel. To the what do you, are you removing anything? Um, you know what? I like the rest of the choices in here. I just thought we should just throw in uh, you know, a wild card over there. Okay, Jace. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. I am shuffling twice. Okay. Nervous for this one because I really feel like it's gonna be the Shaggy DA for yeah, some reason. I got the feeling. Yeah. Um. I have that feeling of fate that I got with Scooby Doo and Clifford. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we're wrong. Okay. Oh, here gonna, oh, we go into madness. I was right on the line. Okay, what is it? It's best, best in, in show. show. All right, that's that's so right. I think yeah. this is actually going to be good. I, I think this is actually going to be this is going to be a welcome replete reprieve. Um, I don't think that we're going to be deteriorating because it's not a kids movie. So I'm looking it up right now. Comedy this looks... mockumentary, seven point five rating. Oh, that's fun. It's I think it's two thousand, right? Like yeah, it's PG thirteen. Eugene Levy. Oh. Yeah. Fred Willard kills it. Catherine O'Hara? Wow, this is like basically Shit's Creek. Like a, a, yeah, right? This is like a real actual movie. Like a, We're watching <laughs> Doug Shit's in Creek next week, fellas. You know what? I've never heard of this movie, and I'm intrigued. And I see that I could rent it on Amazon, so that's a huge plus. Um, oh. Great. Best in show. We might have our first legitimately good movie, folks. Let's, let's see. Uh. I think that should that should just about do it for us. You guys have anything to plug before we uh before we skedaddle? Um, um tell your ghost about us. Tell oh, your ghost yeah, about tell, us, yeah. Tell your ghosts about our show. Um if you have anyone who believes in ghosts, tell tell them about um, about our show. Um tweet at us. 
uh, at GBGB podcast. Tell us what you think about the Scooby-Doo movie. Um, and I don't know, tweet it. WB or something to make more movies like this. Um, and then follow us at Good Boys Gone Bland on Instagram. Stay up to date. Press to subscribe, review. There goes to bed us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Scooby-Doo! Scooby-Dooby-Pie. Scooby.